0: Welcome to the Cybersecurity Happy Hour podcast. I'm your host, Christy, and in episode 33, we'll be discussing the ISO 27001 scope. Now, the ISO 27001 is a globally recognized standard for information security management, and this standard provides a systematic approach for managing and protecting sensitive information by implementing a set of controls to manage information risk. So, if you're an employee of an organization and you've been tasked with the implementation of this standard within your organization, you really need to understand how to scope, how to work with top managers to scope your ISMS project. Now, one of the uh, documentation, which is ISO 27003, Clause 4.3, can refer to this, and it helps to shape or determine the preliminary scope. Now, extract from the standard states that the following factors can affect the determination of the scope, i.e. the external and internal issues of the organisation. You need to identify the interested parties and what are the requirements of these interested parties, according to the ISO 27001. Standard 4.2 of it. You need to understand all the functions within the organization that are outsourced because you're going to have third party and um, other parts within the organization where you have other independent suppliers. So these are the things you will need to understand. So I've mentioned that the scope of the ISMS, ISO 27001 certification, really defines the boundaries of the ISMS. And when we say the boundaries, The information, what information the organisation has, or controls, identify the assets, the processes, and the systems that's included, and you also define also what's excluded from the scope of for the certification. Now, bear in mind that one thing that you must understand and, and document and identify and document is your critical assets. The critical assets, the processes and also you have from there you could determine what the cost the cost is so this scope as well should take into account the the organization's legal requirements their regulatory requirements and their contractual uh, requirements as well i said you have identified your interested parties so you need to really understand who these interested parties are which could be your suppliers your customers, your employees, your shareholders, and then other things you need to to consider as well when defining the scope, the size of the organization, the structure, and what's the daily business activities. Other considerations are, so when you look again, still in the subject of the scope, You have to understand the organization's processes, such as data processing, how they store data, how they transmit data. Again, I've also mentioned the people, the employees, locations of the organization. How many offices do you have? Do you have one in London, New York, Paris, or it could be within your country, London, Leeds, Manchester, for example. Identify your data centers, if you have any, and any other remote sites. Again, your third party relationships as well. So, who are your third parties? Your suppliers, the organization, uh, your partners as well, and also the customers. You also document your information, organization assets. You might have an asset register already but you need to revisit it if you have one. So things are about assets. What's the company assets? The information, the software, the hardware, and the facilities. Again, these should be identified and documented. When it comes to establishing this scope, I said, it's, I, I, it, you, one can't do this by, um, self side and implementer so can't do this by themselves. So we have to determine the scope has to be revisited. Again, we examine the functional units, okay, within and outside the scope. These need to be reviewed. And I so said these tasks can be contacted by um um. you obviously we're working with top management or a team assigned to work with the implementer. So again, this takes Sometime is not a month's job, you will take back and forward discussion until the scope is refined. Re- so there are going to be some inclusions, some exclusions of some functional units. Um, and obviously these will be agreed upon and signed off by top management. The, we reviewed and again scope might be refined refined until uh probably the final sign-off. So other considerations I mentioned about location. So it could be uh departments, it could be a project. Again, you need to understand what the organization structure is. It could be a process, it could be a business process, it could be a HR process. Okay, so Uh, the result deliverables from this is that you need to have a a document description of the boundaries identified organization boundaries information physical boundaries as well Um, understand what the structure of the organization aligned should be included in the isms understand the business processes information assets who owns those assets so we have identified them they must have an asset owner and also information from top management, who are the key decision makers as well. To consider any other constraints um, to the ISMS. So constraints could be the operating system that is used within the organization, identifies it, Windows, is it Linux, um, customer records, any medical, da- any medical data, the processes, that uh, could be, as I mentioned, HR processes. It could be um, um, medical records, how you process this information. And then it could be things like things for IT, uh, information from your firewalls and routers. So the equipment as well should be identified as well. Now, once all that work has been done, then what would appear on the certificate? So, a scoping statement will be a paragraph with, let's say, three to five lines. So, an example would be ABC ABC Limited, this ISMS applies to the HR processing, including HR setup of user accounts in a line to IT, or it could be something like um, um, this ISMS scope supports the organization's uh, disaster recovery facilities in Leeds. Okay, and this should be aligned with the SOA statement of applicability. So it's really a short, punchy statement. Now, as the company evolves, I mean, there could be mergers and acquisitions, the scope scope might change over over years. So what happens when the scope changes and um, you have the certification visit, then the auditor would look at any new uh, adjustments to the scope and um, audit accordingly. Prior to that, in order for the scope to change, of course, a request must be made to top management or the steering committee um, at during the management reviews meeting. So it's not the scope has changed, but again, it goes through a change management process and is either accepted, of course, or rejected. I want to conclude by saying, just revisiting what I just said, is that the scope should be documented in the organization's isms documentation again once this scope is defined it should be communicated to the stakeholders now remember stakeholders could include your employees your customers okay employees your customers shareholders and any other interested parties that you've identified now the scope again is not static it's not once we've done it it's there forever it should be periodically reviewed, and if necessary, up- updated. Now, of course, for it to change, it has to go through a change management process, to the steering uh, uh, and put forward to the steering committee, and they will approve the change or reject the change. Okay, but however, overall, the ISMS scope must mirror the intent um, from top management, and also mirror the um, Assets, information assets, physical assets, etc., and recognize stakeholders' needs. And well, the purpose of this, what's the purpose of doing this, is that ensure that this is relevant to the organisation and it address information risk. Thank you once again for listening to this episode. Uh, if you want to contact us, you can email. Podcast at interxit.co.uk. If you've got any comments and if you have any questions about ISMS in general, uh, you can contact me uh, again via podcast at intextit and then again in the show notes as well. I appreciate you listening once again. Until next time. Goodbye.